Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm George Lizas, spiritual teacher, psychic killer, and number one best-selling author. It wasn't long ago that I was stuck in a soul-draining job held back by fears and limiting beliefs that stopped me from following my purpose and making a positive impact in the world. Fast forward past many hours of inner work and lessons learned, I now write books and teach courses to help you find and follow your purpose too. I created the Lit Up Lightworker podcast to empower you with simple, actionable, step-by-step -step spiritual tools and practices to overcome what holds you back and light up the world. If you're a spiritual seeker yearning for a more soulful and purposeful life, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. 
Before we get started with today's episode, I am excited to announce that my third book, Protect Your Light, a practical guide to energy protection, cleansing and cutting cords, is now available to order globally on Amazon. In the book, you'll learn powerful practices to cleanse, shield and strengthen your energy. Specifically, you'll get to cut cords to toxic relationships, remove psychic daggers of attack and other negative energy attachments, and even learn how to effectively protect your energy online. When you order the book, you also get this psychic scanning online workshop for free, during which I'll guide you to turn on your psychic vision and scan your body for all types of energy attack so you can clear them. And you can visit protectyourlightbook.com to get all the details. I also have a free guide for you sharing the top three types of negative energy and how to protect yourself from them. And you can grab these at georgelizos.com forward slash negative energy. In today's episode, we're talking about the lightworker style of each zodiac sign. Because you know what? Oftentimes we compare ourselves to other lightworkers and the way they put themselves out there when following their life purpose forgetting that we're all different beings. In other words, what's my weakness may be your strength and vice versa. Although we know this conceptually, we often end up obsessing over other people's lives and social media has made this so easy to do so and we end up feeling bad about ourselves. We start feeling that we don't know enough or we don't do enough, which keeps us stuck in a cycle of self-judgment and stagnation. So in this week's episode, I have with me Stephanie Powers, who's the creator of the Lightworker Lounge, and we go through the 12 zodiac signs and discuss the Lightworker style of each sign. I have learned so much about the way that I work my light, I'm Leah, and I know you'll do so too. So specifically in this episode, you'll learn the shadow side of each zodiac sign, each sign's top fear and limiting belief, how to make the most of your strengths when working your light, and ways of transmuting your fears into opportunities for growth. Without further ado, enjoy this episode with Stephanie Powers. Stephanie Powers is a creator of Lightworkers Lounge, a community of people sharing stories of having a human experience in a spiritual world. A three-time entrepreneur, Stephanie is an astrologer, author, and podcast host. Stephanie, welcome to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Thank you so much, George. How lucky are we to work in such a cool spiritual industry? It just feels weird even using that word, but we get to connect with like-minded people. I'm sure you know on your light worker journey, it can get pretty isolating uh, when you're surrounded by people who aren't awakened to their uh, light abilities, right? So to have each other, to just relax and do a conversation about this stuff, it's such a blessing. I tell me all about, I mean, I've dreamed of this my entire life coming from a very small community here in Cyprus, a very Christian community. As a, like a 15 year old kid, I remember just being in the closet, literally in my room, just reading my spiritual books and dreaming of connecting with like-minded people. And here we are manifesting that. So thank you so much for being here and sharing this space with me. And today we're gonna talk about astrology and light work, which is such an exciting topic and I know people will love it. But I wanna hear about your own journey first. How did you end up coming to do this work? What has been your journey to, to being here? 
Oh my goodness. Where to begin, you know, as a Scorpio moon, which we'll probably talk into, I've been through a lot. Scorpio rules death and rebirth, death in the metaphorical sense, not literal. These are people who have gone through a lot. These are the alchemists of the Zodiac. And that's me. I've got a big eighth house stellium for all of our astrology junkies out there, which means I really came here to rise like a phoenix from the ashes. So I've been through a lot in my life and I found I naturally turned toward the force unseen spirituality. I didn't know exactly what it was. I would just see a spirit animal or I would see synchronicities, repeating numbers. I remember being so nervous to tell my hairdresser once when I was 18, I see 333 everywhere, 222 all the time. I thought people would think I was crazy. But as she was just doing my hair, she was much older than me, felt like a mother energy. She's like, oh, honey, you know, you're just a light worker. That's all it is. And I was like, light worker? that lit something up inside of me. So I went home and did all the research and I was just blown away by the synchronicities and similarities to everything I've been experiencing. And I owe it all to my difficult moments in life that cracked me open to let the light in. So astrology fell onto my lap by creating the Lightworkers Lounge podcast. And here I am loving it. And it says it in my birth chart, I'm meant to be an astrologer. Yes, I love that. And I love how you you came into realizing you're a light worker. I think many light workers go through like quote unquote hell until they they find this term because although we're undefinable as human beings, we do like labels to some degree because we're compartmentalized spiritual beings. So I feel like when you find a community of people where you feel like you belong in, they understand you, then you can use that as a platform to grow and expand yourself and 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 be who you are supposed to be. And of course, I love your Lightworker Lounge page on Instagram. I've been following it for years and you share so such truths and, and raw um, journeys about the human experience from a lit up perspective. So it, it holds space for so many people to go through a journey and find the light. So let's talk a little bit about what it means to be a light worker. So what is a light worker and what is what are light workers purpose, collective purpose? This is my favorite question ever. You know, I called it Lightworkers Lounge because my spirit guides delivered that. I literally was laying in bed like, I want to start a podcast and finally like come out of the closet with my spirituality. But what in the world would I call it? And then one evening, like three o'clock in the morning, I just jolted up out of bed and heard it in my head. Lightworkers Lounge, because I wanted to create something like a water cooler. We're all lightworkers right now. And Boy, do we have a tough job here on earth right now. It's exhausting. And I thought, I wish we could all have a break room, like a water cooler where we can gather around and share tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. So that's where Lightworkers Lounge came from. And I actually started it from my divorce. I got divorced during my first Saturn return. And I said, okay, this is definitely a human experience, having a spiritual connection to this. And so I recorded a podcast right after I signed divorce papers in the courtroom. I just closed the door in the Airbnb I was staying at my first night away from my then husband. And I just hit record and had like a Dear Diary style episode. And that is the episode that put Lightworkers Lounge on the map. So many people resonated with my pain and my very vulnerable ability to share how it happened, how I got there, what was next, that Lightworkers Lounge took off. So except in through the cracks. Now to answer your question, what is a light worker? Everybody's a light worker. Even people who think they're Christian or can't not think, 
people who follow the Christian religion or Catholic or things you wouldn't associate with spirituality, everybody's a light worker. It's just who's awakened to it, who realizes that they are here. And it's anyone that stops and thinks, I think there's a purpose beyond just going to work, coming home, going to bed, repeat. There's so much more to healing the collective than just living in a rat race. So a light worker is simply anybody awakened to the fact that they reincarnated on earth at this time for a much higher purpose than just having a simple human experience. I love that. And I love that you talked about the shadow aspect of life because I feel that so many light workers just over-spiritualize what it means to be a light worker and they sensationalize it. It's all about the crystals and the essential oils and the flower essences, which is all about that as well. But let's not forget that to really be a light worker, you first have to be a shadow worker. You have to be willing to go into the shadows to experience what life is, what life throws at you and take that and transmute it and fill it, don't repress it and allow yourself to come up into the light. That's such a beautiful journey. And I think your story and your podcast and your Instagram page demonstrate this so beautifully every single day with every single post. Right? How do you know what light is if you've never seen dark? How do you know what sweet tastes like if you've never tasted sour? Interesting. While you were talking and explaining this, my light has been playing up and I was trying to fix my light. It was like flickering. I'm like, why is it going dark again? So, and as soon as I, I, I restarted it, I'm like, that's why <laughs> it's so that we can talk about the darkness as well as the light. Okay. Person the name. Let's do it. <laughs> so let's talk about. We're gonna talk about the the shadow side, the unevolved and the evolved side of each zodiac sign as it relates to light work. So let's start with Aries. And first of all, explain a little bit about what what those terms are, the unevolved and the evolved side, so that people know. Look at you. You know Aries is number one. Have you studied astrology? I haven't actually, but I have my cheat sheet in front of me. <laughs> actually, it's one, of the, it's one of the few things I haven't studied because there's so much to memorize, uh, but I'm so fascinated by it. Right? I find a lot of people who start their journey as a light worker, like, okay, if I put a certain type of food in my body, I feel different. If I go do yoga, I feel different. Astrology seems to be like the intermediate level where people are like, okay, let me look at this blueprint of my life and really get more clarity about this spiritual unseen side of life. So I love that we're going to share it. And you'll see, I get very passionate. So to each sign, each zodiac sign, and there's 12, there is an evolved and an unevolved side to the sign. We always have free will. And I find we always kind of bounce between both because we're human. We can't help it. So the evolved side is when you are in your light, you are being a light worker with that sun sign. Your unevolved side is when you're a little too much in the dark side, the ego run side, the heavier side of that sign. And each one embodies a high and a low road, light and a dark. That makes so, a lot of sense. So we're going to start explaining essentially the two sides of each zodiac sign so that people can know essentially how they bounce from side to side and how they can take themselves home back to the light when they find themselves in, in, in one direction. And I think it's a beautiful way to acknowledge that there is no judgment here. Like it's, a, it's appreciating the human experience and realizing that we can be both and that's okay. 
Yes, exactly. I'm glad you prefaced with that. There is no judgment and do know everybody, even me who studies it all day, we bounce between the high and the low side. And you don't know your high side if you've never been on your low side. Duality, people, yin yang. So Aries, number one, the fire sign. Aries is the first sign because they are the youngest. They are the newest, right? Here in the US, we're about to have spring. Spring begins with Aries season here and everyone feels this sense of renewed energy. They're outside more. They're going for a walk, moving their body more. This is all Aries. So Aries on their high side is a leader. They stand side by side with the people they're leading rather than in front. Aries wants to go around and wake everybody up. Isn't this world so wonderful? Look at the flowers, look at the trees. Oh my gosh, I can swim in water and I can hike up mountains. Come on, come with me, let's go. That's Aries energy. That's the high side is waking people up to the light. Now the low side of Aries is they've got quite a temper. They can stand in front of the people they're leading rather than side by side and get too competitive. They can burn softer people out saying, I don't want to go move my body. I don't want to do all of this. And they sometimes won't encourage people to move towards their zest for life. It will just leave people feeling like I'll never be as good as an Aries. I'll never be that powerful. I'll never be that athletic or fit leaving them with lower self-esteem. So Aries, when you're in your light, when you're being a light worker, you're taking charge and showing people that there's much more to life than just staying at home. And you're teaching people, go after what you want. It's okay. Even if you fail, you can get right back up. When they're in the darker side, they're too competitive. They have a temper and they're burning everybody out around them. They're a fire sign. When they are out of control, they're a wildfire. I love that and I loved how you related it to springtime as well because it helps me as a person who can memorize a lot of stuff about an astrology remember and associate energetically how it works. Okay, makes sense. So let's yeah. move on to Taurus. Taurus, you know, a little secret about astrology is every sign before and after. So let's use Aries as an example. The sign before Aries is Pisces and they are the oldest sign. The sign after is Taurus. They make up for what the person before them lacked. Aries is very, let's go, move, high energy, young, fast. Pisces, the sign before them, is the oldest in the zodiac. They're slow, they're spiritual, they're introverted. They don't really care about physical fitness as much as they do art. Opposites. So if we move to Taurus, Aries makes up for what Taurus lacks. Now, Taurus is our first earth sign we're going to talk about. And I love Taurus. When you think of Taurus, think of a beautiful woman in a sundress in a garden on a hot July day, fresh baked cookies in the oven, flowers, birds, treehouse. Taurus is just mother earth. She is so sweet. And Taurus in their light working helps people feel so grounded that they find pleasure in the little things the soft towels, the cozy blanket, the warm cup of soup. They really teach people to slow down and enjoy life. Taurus also rules money, as you talked about in a previous podcast episode. So Taurus teaches people to appreciate money, appreciate material items for what they're worth. A lot of Taurus people, when they're in their light, spend a lot of money on name brand things, but because it will last for years and years and years, and they don't have to keep purchasing something new every year. 
Now, when a Taurus is not in their light, they have a fear of money. They can be very insecure and they're sensory. Oh, their senses can be so overwhelmed. Taurus suns, they are usually very prominent light workers who wake up to the ideal a lot faster than the average sign because of their senses, right? Sensing that you're a light worker is like a sixth sense. Taurus rules the senses. So on her high side, She's activating all of them and just appreciating the human experience and what that means. On her low side, she's insecure, sensory overload, which makes her so stubborn and a grump, and she's worried about money. Now, Taurus also rules hidden talent. So for all of our Taurians listening to this, come out with your talent. Adele, she's a Taurus. It took her so long, even though she has the world's most beautiful voice, it took her so long to go on tour because she was so afraid to get on stage. That is very Taurus. Oh my goodness. And I love the way you explain about how each sign is connected to the previous one and the one after because it helps you, like it guides you through the, the zodiac sign and you can understand how there is balance in the universe in general and within people. Okay. So right. moving on to Gemini, that I can see now the connection, how one complements the, the, the other. Okay. Let's talk about that. Right. Aries, super fast. Go, go, go. Taurus, let me slow down and eat this cookie really slow. Whereas Aries just chugs it and runs. You're picking it up now. <laughs> so Gemini, I love Gemini's zodiac symbol. Do you know what it looks like? It's got the line up top, two lines like a bridge going down and then the curved line in the bottom. Yes. That's their symbol. And it's one of my favorites because this is a representation of bridging heaven to earth. And that is what our Geminis do. Gemini is an air sign. Air signs rule intellectual abilities, communicating. Geminis are some of the smartest, most intellectual thirst for knowledge signs you'll see. And it is their job as light workers when they're in the high road to bridge heaven and earth, to get messages from heaven and bring them down to earth and be the teacher. So our Geminis, when you are in your light working abilities, you are bridging heaven to earth. You are on an endless search for knowledge. And then you want to get in front of people and teach it. Now, when you're in your low side, your dark side, and you're not in your light, you're gossiping. You're not worrying about bridging heaven to earth. You're just worried about gossiping about the latest news and with friends and you fall into negative gossiping and talking about people rather than experiences. And sometimes Geminis, I find, they attract people who really need help stepping into their light working abilities and they can find themselves in relationships that are very intellectually one-sided. They feel like they are consistently the teacher dating the student and they just get burnt out and tired. Whereas when they're in their light working, they find someone who also teaches them and they kind of flip-flop between the two. So Geminis, you are here to bridge heaven and earth with your incredible thinking abilities. Just make sure you don't gossip too much or fall into reading all the wrong things. Yes, and that's when this, where the spiritual practice comes in as well to help them step into that zone and allow them to channel heaven into earth. Beautiful, yeah. I love that. And I love the visual you use there. Okay, let's move on to cancer. Cancer. Oh, cancers, listen up. Cancer is our first water sign. And cancers, this is not the easiest sun sign, but it's definitely a gift. Cancer is the mother of the whole zodiac. Taurus is like Mother Earth, right? Flowers, springtime, trees, grass. Mm. But Cancer is Mother Earth in a sense. She has all the emotions. Cancer suns, you guys really feel the whole spectrum of emotions 
times 10. So when you feel joy, it makes you cry because you feel it so intensely. And then when you feel pain, it can make cancer rules the stomach. So a lot of my cancer sons actually have physical stomach issues because have you heard those phrases? Oh, I have butterflies in my stomach or I'm so nervous, my stomach, I can feel it. Cancers feel that with everything because of their depth. So cancers, when you are in your light working abilities, you are using that ability to feel, to nurture other people. Cancers, when you're a light worker, you empathize, not sympathize. You can go that deep and make people feel seen. When you are not in your light working abilities, you are very sensitive. Cancer is ruled by the crab. So when you're not in your light, you hide in your shell. And when people tap on that hard shell, you don't come out. Sometimes I find cancer sons, they don't cry. They don't feel any emotions. These are very stone cold people because they've turned to ice because they let the world hurt them and they're done. So cancers step into your ability, cry, release these emotions and alchemize them to nurture and love and show people what it really means to feel. Oh, that's, that's made so much sense because I know cancers in my, in my life, I'm like, no, they don't express emotion. And now I, that makes, it all makes sense. Like they've just hit it all inside. So they can be great healers, but first they have to heal themselves, right? Yes. So cancers listening to this, if you have been through a lot in life and you've hardened into ice as a protection mechanism, find things that warm you up. Find people that warm you up and melt you into that beautiful flowing river that you are again, because you are here to spread love and joy. And speaking of warming up, let's go to Leos. They're from my oh son's side. Lord, are you ready for me to call you out? <laughs> I mean, come on, fire can't burn fire. That's like my most used phrase now from Game of Thrones. When someone's like, oh, isn't it so too hot in like where you are? I'm like, darling, fire can't burn fire. Can. This is so true. Okay. So I, I, when you sent me your birthday, I was like, of course he was born on 8-8. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lionsgate. The most spiritually powerful people born on 8-8-88 or 8-8 in general. Of course you are. You knew from day one you were born to do this, didn't you? Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So my Leos. Oh, I love you guys. You're so fun. I always say, if I have a child, I hope that they're a Leo son, because this is just endless optimism for life, yeah. right? You guys are ruled by the sun. Who doesn't love the sun hitting their face? Who doesn't love when the sun comes out after a rainy day? That's Leo. So my Leos, when you guys are in your lightworking abilities, you're so fun. You are everyone's best friend. You will not meet a Leo best friend who does not cheer you on more than anyone. A Leo best friend loves their friends and family, loves their dreams, cheers them on, throws light and positivity on it. They're so fun. And they love love. They love romance. They love to make life like one big rom-com and dramatic, dramatic in a good way where it's just juicy. But that leads me to the dark side of Leo. You guys are not in your light working life is dramatic. It's just one drama, one fight, one issue with someone after the other, after the other. And a lot of Leos, when they are not in their light working abilities, really suffer from imposter syndrome. They put so much of their sunlight and their creativity that they're naturally born with into say an Instagram post or a video or a picture. Mm, they got their hair and their makeup done. And they're like, oh, I look good. Let me post this. And then it only gets five likes. And that crushes a Leo more than anything to not receive their standing ovation or to go viral and become famous. So Leos, be cautious 
of figuring out, okay, I posted that video, didn't do as well as I thought. Don't let that weigh you down and say, I'm not meant to do this. Learn the grind, learn to keep showing up because you love it, not because you want the appraise, right? Some of the best actors, singers, dancers, they would do what they're doing even if they weren't famous. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Oh, Stephanie, do you know how many times I told myself I'm giving up? Because、What? of something like that. And that's, I had, it was a lesson I had to learn, me like dragging me out of the shadow and realizing, you know what,、well, that's my purpose. I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna show up and show up and show up. And you know what? It gets easier each、yes. time you, you do it and you say to yourself, it helps. The light always wins. <laughs> do it, Leo, do it for the soul because you love seeing the colors and the light.、Yeah. Don't do it for the attention from everyone else.、And、Be your biggest crowd. Yeah. And speaking of perfectionism, let's go to Virgos. Look at you know. Are you using your cheat sheet?、You're、no, no, so- no I, know, I know the basics. <laughs> We have a big Virgo full moon today. Did you know that? Oh, yes, yes, it is today.、Yeah. I didn't know it. Yes. I didn't know it was in Virgo. Yes, fair enough. Oh, it is. I just made my Instagram post about that. Think less, do more. Virgos, listen up. <laughs> you guys tend to suffer from analysis paralysis because your minds, similar to Gemini, you guys are both ruled by the planet Mercury, which is the planet of thinking and speaking. On their high side, Virgo stands for virgin. And these people are so pure. So pure with their intentions, with their thoughts, with their actions. These are the most selfless people of the zodiac. They love with so much integrity and purity. They truly want us all to do things with heart and they want us healthy. Virgo rules physical health. Find a Virgo friend that doesn't want to go out for salads and acai bowls. You won't. They just love it. A lot of Virgos are nurses too. Now, Virgo, when you're not in your light working abilities, you nitpick. Your mind just analysis paralysis. You get stuck. You have all these grand ideas of how you want to tackle your health, how you want to go out in the world and date people again, but then you stop because anxiety gets you down. You can also suffer from insomnia, my Virgos. So I always say, Virgos, your mind is so strong. Don't let it weigh you down. Use it to your benefit. Use it to keep moving. Virgos can't really meditate, like sit and clear their mind. And、mm. Virgos need to be doing two things at once maybe listening to a guided meditation while folding laundry puts Virgos in that calm state. I love Virgos, they're one of my favorites. Also, Virgos tend to ignore spirituality. They love to be in control of things, and spirituality, as you know, is such a fluid energy. You can never capture it. You can never box it in. That can drive a Virgo nuts sometimes. They're typically one of my number one signs I got to convince about astrology. 
Yeah, because they, they like their boxes, they like organizing things, seeing things perfect. Okay, that makes sense. So I guess they need balance, which brings us on to Libras. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. You but now you told me how to understand how they flow. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm doing it. <laughs> Isn't that a neat trick? It helps you remember. Yeah. Oh my Libras. When you are born a Libra son, you came here to learn about relationships. So your light working is really going to come out in your one-on-one -on -one partnership mainly romantic relationships but this could also be a best friend or a business partner this is what you came here to learn now libras when you are in your highest self you are a relationship pro and you value them and you make your partner feel so loved and you want to keep the relationship fair everything split down the middle that's your superpower on your downside, it's been said Libras are the narcissists of the Zodiac. They don't mean to be. These are such sweet people. But when it comes to relationships, they can make it all about them. Or a lot of Libras tend to adopt the personality traits of the person they love and seek affection from. And then once the relationship settles, the honeymoon phase is over, they're like, you know what? I can't freaking stand you. And that's not who I am anyway. And then it just turns to turmoil. So Libras, on your highest side, you are an independent in relationship, showing by example, everyone, we can bring balance to love. It doesn't have to be all triggers and projections. And on your downside, it's all triggers and projections. And you're not being your highest self. You're being a version that you think that person will like. Oh, so that can lead to people pleasing. It can lead to a lot of like codependent issues coming mm. out. That makes a lot of sense when it comes to like understanding relationships from a Libra perspective. Now, Scorpios, I've never understood. I've been told that Leos and Scorpios don't really get along. Yeah. I've experienced that in my life as well. I've learned to coexist. So talk <laughs> to me. Talk to me about Scorpions. <laughs> okay, I would love to. You know, I grew up as well when I just knew my Sagittarius son. That's all I knew. And I was like, I am the free spirit bachelorette. Don't fence me in. Say it later. I'm going to go live in Cyprus. I'm out of here. <laughs> Until, and I always said, I don't like Scorpios. They're too deep. They're too dark. All the Scorpios I knew growing up were just too heavy, too serious for my Sagittarius class clown. Until I found out I have my moon in Scorpio and I have my Venus in Scorpio, and I have a stellium in the eighth house of Scorpio. It's my entire chart. So I, needless to say, over the years, I've really studied this misunderstood sign. So if we're using the analogy of each sign makes up for what their neighbor lacks, Libra is very surface level with relationships. They want the cute house, the gorgeous partner, the pretty ring, the nice family. They just love the surface level joys of relationship. Scorpio says, I want your soul. I want to know the ins and outs of you. I want to know your deepest, darkest secrets because I want to bond through that. Uh, Leo says too much. Yeah. Too much. I'm like, please, no. Just like I got anxiety thinking about that. <laughs> You know, though, you guys are what we call squared. So you're 90 degrees apart from each other, three signs away. Square can bring incredible tension, like sexually together, or it can really make you guys teach each other back and forth. And if you can clear the air, navigate conflict with generosity and compassion, you can actually be so tight knit. That hmm. is your life. I'll right? keep that in mind. Right? Absolutely. My partner and I are, we're squared. He's a Virgo. I'm a Sagittarius. So we just have to understand. I see big picture. He sees tiny details. 
and just communicate that. So that's a really good lesson about compatibility that it can be worked out. First of all, it's not just a sun sign, it's the whole birth chart. And then you can also learn from one another. Absolutely. So Scorpio, you are the alchemist. You are the, it's funny, your sign is ruled by death and rebirth and dark colors and gothic. That's what you think of when you think of Scorpio. But it's funny because they are one of the top light workers simply because they know the dark. They hang out in the basement quite often. And so when the light shines on them, they feel it intensely, kind of like cancer, their cousin water sign. So Scorpio, you are a light worker. You know how to do light because you've seen dark, right? The alchemists. They are the phoenix rising from the ashes. You know, the very cliche spiritual quote, it doesn't happen to you, it happens for you, right? I'm sure you've heard of that one. With Scorpios, they typically go through really difficult things, as I said, to alchemize that. So Scorpios, you are in your light working abilities when you take something really dark, like emotional abuse, sexual abuse. I've seen all of these things under Scorpio and you alchemize it to turn that poison into medicine to teach about it. I have Scorpio everything in my chart. So it's no wonder the episode about my divorce and the trauma that ensued from that put me on the map because that is my purpose. That's my light working purpose is to turn really heavy things into lessons to help other people through their similar thing or to not do it. Scorpio. And lighten things up essentially which is what Sagittarius does, right? Yes, absolutely. Sagittarius. They couldn't be more different than Scorpio. They're the class clown. Scorpio is the gothic person that would rather not talk to anybody and just put their black hoodie on and ignore them because on their downside, they don't trust anybody. Sagittarius, you are the lifelong students. You're the optimist of the Zodiac. You really came here to lighten people up and say, hey, Scorpio, we're all gonna die anyway. Just let it go. Let's go play with Leo and have fun. That's Sagittarius. Sagittarians, they're half horse, half man. They're the centaur because they leave their community, jump over the fence like only a horse could and run to different countries to study the culture and then bring the best part of that culture back to theirs and teach them, hey, they make bread and pasta way better in Italy. And I just went there and studied how by watching. Let's try it over here. That's Sagittarius, a thirst for life and knowledge. Oh my God, I love Sagittarius energy, guys. Like, I think it makes sense with Leo's. I, I guess all like like uh, fire signs, like they, they understand each other, they get inside and they also like communicate. Okay. Yes, exactly. They're all cousins. <laughs> yeah. Now Capricorns, I love just because I have so much Capricorn in my chart. You have my chart. There's so much there and it makes sense because I'm so hardworking. So let's talk about Capricorn. Yes, Capricorn, the CEO of the Zodiac. When you were born a Capricorn son, you really came here to focus on your career. Your career is your love. Your career is your baby. Your career is your passion. Now, if Cap, I mean, if Sagittarius is the free wild child goes wherever, Capricorn says, I can't make it. I have a meeting tomorrow at nine. I have rules that I can only take one trip per month. Where Sagittarius is like, I just downloaded an app on my phone. I'm taking off. See you later. <laughs> the opposite. They say, no, Sagittarius, we have to stop eating cheeseburgers and fries for lunch every single day. Let's have a salad and stick to a discipline, right? Capricorn rules structure, rules, routine. They rule the mm. government, law. This is Capricorn and we need them to keep us all in line. Otherwise we'd be crazy. 
So Capricorn, never giving up. You know, Capricorns are late bloomers. When you have a lot of Capricorn in your chart, I always advise these people, hey, stop comparing yourself to your peers because they're on a different trajectory than you. Capricorns are legendary. These are the people that say, I really want to get married just like everybody else from my hometown, but I want to really refine myself and be my best self so that when I meet the one, it's forever. Whereas everybody else who jumped the gun and got married too soon is now getting divorced and having to go through everything you already did. Capricorns, you're late bloomers, but you're legendary. Yes, talking about late bloomers, my best friend, she's a Capricorn and she's been studying for the past 15 years. We've all graduated, done everything. She's doing her PhD and then a postdoc and then moving on. So it makes a lot of sense. I like Capricorns. I feel they ground me. Um, yes. Now, who inspires me even more are Aquariuses. All of my best friends are Aquariuses. And I know there's a connection between Leaves and Aquariuses. So let's talk about Aquarius. Yes, you guys are what we call sister signs. So if you look at a zodiac wheel to find sister signs, just go find yours. So Leo, and then just cut a line right through, like you're shooting a bow and arrow. And whenever signs down there is your sister sign. Sisters, they're either best friends or they can't stand each other, right? So that's your sister sign. So Aquarius is the super creative, fun person, but behind the scenes, they're more introverted. A Leo is an extroverted Aquarius quirky, eccentric, different. Leo says, I'm going to add all the colors, all the things, all the quirky music, and I'm going to post it on social media. Whereas Aquarius, if you walk in their home, you'll see all the quirky colors, but they are not sharing it with anyone. If life is a movie, like you Leos think it is, Leos are the main actor or actress. Aquarius is running the camera and the lights, right? So Aquarians, you guys, oh, I listen up. We are in the age of Aquarius. And if you are born in Aquarius sun right now, you are holding the torch at the front of the line for change. Aquarians, when you are in your light working abilities, you are showing us that what used to be weird is now normal. What used to be bizarre and quirky and only for witches and wizards is now normal. Hence why we are talking about astrology like it's nothing because people are so curious about it. Aquarius rules astrology. They came here to show us, hey, I'm going to bring my birth chart to my doctor's office so they can see what my Chiron is in and see what I'm susceptible to through this. Whoa, total blend of the world. I love that. And something just came to mind and I want you to like talk a little bit about it. It's sister science partnerships. I feel they make great lightworker like partners because I can see me with my best friends who are Aquariuses and I feel like we, we can do work together. That's powerful work, light work. So do, have you seen that as well? Yep, 100%. Yes, I have. With In the case of Leo and Aquarius, your Aquarius friends probably leave you very inspired or something they say just inspires a creative idea in you and you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta make a podcast about that. Yes. They're so Aquarians are my favorite sign too. I was raised by one. My best friend is one. They're awesome. And I love them because the word weird or you're, you're different. That's not in their vocabulary. Yes. They're the most non-judgmental, curious creatures I've ever seen. And I love them. Yes. And Leo's like that because they're weird as fuck. Okay. It makes perfect <laughs> sense. Okay. <laughs> now let's go to Pisces. I like Pisces as well. My moon is in Pisces. So it's okay. all the emotion. Oh, your moon is in Pisces. You watch out for grass is always greener syndrome. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right? oh yes. 
especially in relationships, Pisces moon is a very prominent one for people who struggle to settle down because as soon as they do and life doesn't feel romantic, they're like, well, let me go look over there. Pisces moon, right? So Pisces, you guys are the oldest in the Zodiac. Therefore, you're tired. You're sick of this shit. You're done with this earth stuff. Pisces sun, it's been said that they have lived a life as every single sign. So in the last life, they were a Virgo. And the one before that, they were a Leo. And then they've been an Aries a long time ago. They embody, they're like a big painting full of every single zodiac sign in one. So they can resonate and they're a mutable sign so they can mutate between all of them. You can't put Pisces in a box. They're like trying to grab mist. You'll never be able to hold on to it. They rule spirituality. Pisces rule frequency shifters, mushrooms, ayahuasca, cannabis, alcohol, Typically, they gravitate towards these things because being in the 3D world proves difficult for them. They don't like it. They're over it. So they need to meditate, yoga, and listen to our podcasts. Pisces need this. So you guys, simply put it, if we had to put the lightworker stamp on one sign, Pisces gets it. Makes a lot of sense. And you just gave me the idea when to do an episode on past lives and astrology, like, 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 star signs across many different lifetimes and how they express that like pisces would have so much to share uh oh my goodness your self self knows who you were in a past life okay so i think mine is leo and because my north node is aquarius right so it's opposite oh oh, of course you do what you do because if your self node is in leo you were famous in a past life Uh, and so you come into this life expecting You're just going to jump in and be famous again. You're just going to jump on stage and everyone's going to praise you and you're walking around like, where's my paparazzi? And then when you don't get it, it, it's like, oh, whoa, wait, I was just so internationally adored in my past life. And now no one's receptive to my art. And this person's not as good as me, but they're famous now. What the hell is wrong with me? So remember in the analogy we used, Aquarius is the director. Leo is on stage. You are being asked to leave the fame behind and step behind the camera and direct other people because now you're the Aquarius. You've got the wonderful ideas. You know, our South Node or our North Node, you want to hang out with those people. So all the Aquarians in your life are pushing you towards that higher purpose. It's like you've had CCTV cameras in my house following me around my entire life. (laughs) That's what this felt like. Yes, yes, definitely 100%. This makes a lot of sense. It's these, my purpose, essentially my journey is to shift from me to we, to they, to creating change in the world. And and I'm I'm aware of it and and stepping into it more and more. But I definitely felt exactly what you just shared with me. (laughs) Very powerful chart. So I love this journey we've taken through the star signs. And my final question is, now that people can understand that they can have this unevolved and evolved side, and we we move through both sides throughout our lives, how do we bounce? What would be your process of bouncing when we find ourselves in the unevolved side to shifting and bringing ourselves back home? Beautiful question. It's simply awareness. So if you're an Aries and you're, you find yourself in a conflict where you feel red coming up to your neck and your cheeks, and you are ready to just cut someone out or throw your phone across the room, step into awareness and say, ah, I remember that girl, Steph on George's podcast. I'm stepping into the dark side of Aries. 
go to a cycling class, go to a kickboxing class, just run down the street, go shout in a pillow and release that in a healthier way. So it's simply awareness, write down the high side and the low side of your sign, study it, plant it in your brain. So when you're in the human experience, you can pull it out of your Rolodex of memories and practice being in your body. Awareness and then mindfulness and knowing exactly what it is that you go towards such powerful tools stephanie thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing this amazing journey through the zodiac cycle i loved it i learned so much i finally understand all the signs on a much more deeper level and how to like guide myself through them as well now i know that you do birth chart readings and you have a coupon code that listeners can use to get 10 percent off can you please talk a little bit about the way you work with people where can people find you and let us know what the code is Yes, I love giving birth chart readings. As you guys can tell, I could keep talking with George for hours. But if you would like to book a private one-on-one reading with me via Zoom, go to lightworkers-lounge.com. Click on birth chart readings. We have five different ones you can choose from. We have one for basics, beginners, just the sun, moon, and rising sign. And then a bunch of others if you're kind of already into astrology. And you can use code LITUP. That's code LITUP at checkout for 10% off any rating you want. Come work with me. And if you have any questions, you'll find my email at the bottom of the website or on Instagram. Come chat. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. And of course, all the links will be available in the show notes for everyone to access. Wishing you a lovely rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before you go, make sure to grab your free workbook to find your life purpose at georgelizas.com forward slash life purpose. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.